0: time for another episode of the cultural hall it is an articles of news episode watch your back watch your front as a matter of fact as well it's megan the mitch mitchell helping me out with news today how are you young lady
1: so wonderful how are you i'm well
0: i uh was thinking about uh i'm gonna phrase this in a way that people will be like hang on but I was thinking about our relationship the other day. Um, which okay. is to say that we have any sort of like, yeah, you know, people will think nefarious things, but that was what I immediately went to. And I thought, you know, it's odd because I I uh, through following you on social media and having the opportunity to co-host, share your life, and be able to get to know you that way, and then also uh listening to your um podcast, not a show, it's a podcast, the little yes. lessons podcast. Uh I I find that I know a lot about you, and we have
1: never hung out. We never. We met one time in Harmons for like five minutes.
0: Yeah, but that makes it sound like we that I was like, "Hey, my mom's going to drop me off at the <laughs> Harmons, and you uh, have your mom drop you off, and we'll meet at the Harmons." It wasn't like that. We happened to found ourselves at the Harmons with our spouses and talked for a few minutes while both of our spouses said, "Can we be done?" Yes. Can this can this end? And the two of us oblivious to social cues said, I'm mm-hmm. having a great time. Are you having a great time? Me too? Oh, uh, oh, you want to go? Got it. Got it. Got oh,
1: it. I've got this other knucklehead with me. Yeah. yeah, yeah but, I go.
0: but it but it strikes me uh, a bit odd that I, I've never hung out with you in person.
1: I have thought that as well, actually. Yeah. Um and it's funny because I was listening to the most recent news episode that you did a few weeks ago with Mr. Mm-hmm. Mayer, with Andrew Mayer, and you were talking about going to the Minerva Teichert exhibit. Yeah. And like I was like, where's my. Yeah. I was like, where's my invite? Because yeah. then we could actually hang out.
0: Well, and and to the point, and I hope that I actually remember this properly, uh, I, I think that I have only uh, hung out with Mr. Mayer in person. He has been in person and done a. Uh, articles of news episode with me which by the way we're gonna get to news calm down yeah, we've got eventually. vacation and lots of other things to talk about first yes uh but i think i've i've only hung out with him uh aside from a, an episode recording i think and he'll know and he'll email contact at the cultural.com i think we went out to eat one time at okay the sketchiest of downtown uh mm-hmm. downtown salt lake restaurants that was actually pretty good, but it was one sure. of those diners where, like, they served Jello, as I recall. <laughs> like that was, if that gives you any sort of indication of what this place was, that's what it yes. was. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Awesome. So, well, yeah, Richie, I, I have actually thought about that too because I, I am thinking like Richie does know a lot about me and my family and everything that I post on social media, and it's just funny how podcasts can give us this weird little method of getting to know people. Without ever having to be in their presence, it's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fun,
0: uh, and I'm flattered by it. And when I was single, I'm quite frankly, scared about it, because um, mm-hmm. at that opportunity, I also not only had the show available in podcast form, but was on the mm-hmm. radio as well. And people, when I would go out on first dates, would finish the stories like, Ugh. "Oh, yeah, and you forgot to tell me about how what she said," and I was like, "Okay, this is Ooh. this this might be a bit much." Uh, yeah. But what I, but what I don't know very much about is you recently got back from what I would deem the vacation of a lifetime. So I would love it <sighs> uh, in, in abbreviated ish. We do not need a night to look it up in the uh, <laughs> history of the cultural hall version of your, your story. But I would be curious, favorite parts, what you did. Yes. Okay.
1: So I went up to, it's called Great Bear Lake in the Northwest territories of Canada um, there's a a lodge there, Plummer's Lodge. They have four different lodges in the Northwest Territories where you go and you fish for lake trout all week, and um, you're up above the Arctic Circle, um, so like no cell reception on a little tiny island where there's only like 40 guests mm-hmm. and then like 20 guides. And I went up with my husband and my mother and father-in-law and my brother-in-law and sister-in-law and. It really was absolutely the trip of a lifetime. I cannot stop talking about it. And people are going to get annoyed with me mm-hmm. because I have so many podcast episodes ready to record about all the things that I learned up there. Um, but it was it, like my words are almost non-existent for wh- how amazing it was. I I went up. So my, my husband did this trip last year with my father-in-law. My father-in-law, Larry's been going up there every few years for about 50 years. He's been going up there. Mm-hmm. And so last year they went father-son bonding. And this time around, so my father-in-law's getting older and we're like, this might be kind of a last hurrah situation. So we decided to make a big thing about it. And at does, first- does Larry I Larry
0: know you guys are planning to off him?
1: i uh right um he was very appreciative that we all made this valiant you know this poor that's that's what i hear about we we love him we love him and and he's already planning next year's trip so we'll (laughs) see how that works out but um i was a little when my husband first told me we were going to do this i was like "Uh uh-huh cool fishing for a week How many times in our marriage have I gone fishing? Exactly zero. Yeah.
0: Or how many times?
1: Or, or hey,
0: sweetheart, you know what I'd really love? I'd love to go to a place where there's only 40 people and six of them would be family. And I'd like to fish for all of those days.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And by the way, we've been camping one time since we've been married. Like, I'm not, (laughs) I am not an outdoorsy person, Richie. Additionally, I don't eat fish. And so I'm, I'm like, what? okay, I'll go. I I love my father-in-law. So I want to make this a good experience for him. I know he'd be sad if I wasn't there. And uh, so I I made the best of it and it ended up being so much better than what I expected. I ate fish every day
0: and And I don't eat
1: fish. Loved it. Okay, Loved it. So what you do is you go out on the boat with a guide. You've got two people and a guide on your boat. Shout out to Hayden, Christian, and Kevin. They were our guides up there and they were amazing these are like 30 year old guides who have incredible experience and knowledge about everything they're doing up there and they're just top notch you go out 8 a.m you're fishing for like four hours you keep one of your fish you get off on the shore you have shore lunch where they the guides cook it up over a fire with some potatoes and vegetables and then you go out and fish for like four more hours and then you're back for dinner um so you do a lot of thinking a lot of contemplating. Um, We uh, The sun never set while we were up there. We were high enough. We were far far enough north that the sun never set.
0: Weird, right?
1: So weird. So weird. But by the end, I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And um, yeah, just it was an amazing opportunity for me to grow as a person and realize some things about myself that I didn't know and uh, do a little bit of changing, Hmm. which was awesome. I wasn't expecting any of that. So and, biggest and, and, Oh go ahead. Well, I was gonna say the biggest fish I caught was 23 pounds. It was a 23 pound lake Come trout, yeah. Come on. Well, but but here's the thing. Last year, my husband caught a 50 pounder. So mine was like lunch for yeah. his fish last year. And my mother in law caught a 32 pounder, my brother in law caught a 30 pounder. Um, but I will say the funny thing is, is that all of the men in our group have been up there at least one time, my father in law, obviously, many times. Us women, my sister-in-law and I had never been up there and my mother-in-law had been there only once or twice, you know, all of the women outfished the men yeah, by were. like a lot. I caught like 45 fish throughout the week and my husband hit maybe half that. Maybe. Yeah. Take that. You know? Take right? that. Right. So I've been posting all kinds of funny reels, just rubbing it in his face.
0: As as you should. As <laughs> you should. Uh, exactly. So highlight of the trip, What what was the big thing you took away?
1: Uh, the biggest thing, um, so we, one, they have, uh, an option where you can fly away from the lodge to uh-huh. more remote parts of the lake. Okay. And these are like, this lake is huge. It's sure. like one so, of. What
0: with flying yeah. to another part of it, it wouldn't make sense. Exactly. But like, yeah, over there. Yeah. You want to. Over fly? there. Yeah. Sure. You bet.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. So we took a little float plane to this area called the Cove that only a handful of people fish every year. And we, that actually that day we didn't do shore lunch. We packed sandwiches so we could just stay on the boat the entire day and not miss a minute of fishing. And it was, it was amazing. Cause that's where my husband caught his big fish last year. So it was kind of special and sentimental for him. Um, had really amazing conversations with our guide and just had a great, amazing time. And the weather was perfect. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the water was nice and smooth and I caught like 15 fish that day.
0: Baller. Okay. Okay. If people want to look into something like that for themselves or they want to drag their spouse that has never wanted to do something like that, is there like a website? Is it a guided thing? Where do they,
1: yeah, yeah. So it's Plumber's Arctic Lodges. Um, it's based out of like Winnipeg. It's not easy to get to. So For us, we flew from Salt Lake to Denver, Denver to Vancouver, Vancouver to Yellowknife, which is the last like major city. And by major city, I mean like Midvale size, like it's still tiny. And then you take a chartered flight up to the lodge. There's no other way to get there. So it's not an easy journey, but totally worth it. Like I said, Plumber's Arctic Lodges, they have um, three lodges on Great Bear Lake. They have one down at Great Slave Lake in Yellowknife. And then you can actually fly to an outpost that is further north called Tree River. That's mm-hmm. where the Arctic Ocean empties into Canada, basically. And that's like one of the only places in the world where you can catch Arctic char, which is a big deal. We didn't go there, but I hope to make it there sometime. So, yeah, those, and then.
0: And people that don't know, those are already cooked fish and they're cooked too much.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, But yeah. And you have a professional guide with you all seven days who is like, they're, they're incredible. They're so knowledgeable about the water and the weather and the fish and the spawning and, you know, everything. Yeah. Yeah. 10 out of 10.
0: Uh, Out by the Arctic Circle, were you able to uh, get a square pumpkin? (laughs) <laughs> we'll get that thank you <laughs> all right so so i just got back literally last night and it, and, yeah, and i want to hear about it recording a little bit late uh i mean time is relative in, in the show space but uh mm-hmm. later than we had originally anticipated because i got in super late last night and then doing that uh day back uh from vacation or as my voice text to you said my uh my day Back room. vacation <laughs> which makes no sense uh but today haircuts and uh i had a client in recording uh another uh audiobook that will be coming out here in the next month it's tremendous it's a great opportunity if you have a book that needs an audiobook you can reach out to me contact who, was it? who was it her name is trina uh, uh trina celeste is her name there we go okay. off the top of my head it is a it is a um work life or Life, Work, Harmony book. Oh, cool. So not balance. Balance is a fallacy. We're talking about the reality of harmony. So it's great. So we started into that, went and got my haircut. did the grocery store, had to go to the gym because we ate a lot of food. My mom, who we went and visited up in the Pacific Northwest, Orcas Island to be specific, is a food enabler and a food pusher. Love it. I probably... We were there uh, actually on the island. You do the whole Washington ferry system. It's where Mm -hmm. I go most years uh, for vacation. And then we maybe add something else. We were up there eight days on island. I probably purchased ice cream from an ice cream um, like shop, like scoop. Mm -hmm. What would you have, sir? A double scoop, you bet. I probably had ice cream from a shop like that at least 10 times. Good for you. Good for you. So if you're counting, that's multiple times a day. And there's a market on the island that sells ice cream, like put it in your freezer and scoop it up yourself. And we bought ice
1: cream at the market two times. Good for you. Because vacation calories don't count. Did you know that? Oh, they
0: counted. That is why I went to the gym before we chatted. They they counted in the number of five. That's how they counted. That's... I love it. That was how uh, vacation calories counted. But super fun. I went crabbing for the first time, which I've never done before. Very, how was it? Uh, incredible. It's an incredible experience. Uh, you, uh, If you've never done it before, you have the cages. You put meat in a smaller cage. It attracts the crabs. Crabs go in, can't get out. And then you sort of drag the cage up off. Uh, the rules are, I think you can keep five or six, uh, but okay. you can only keep the males. You can't keep the females. Females have to go back in. Uh, so we caught 10 crabs, and of the 10, one of them was a male crab, but he was oh. the biggest of all of them, and he was delicious. He it was does. so very delicious. And uh, when you're when you're talking about doing that, you have to sort of uh, kill them and put them on ice there on the mm-hmm. boat. Yep. Uh, I thought I might have a problem with that. Nope. 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 I was like a sea lion. (laughs) (laughs) Just ripping that thing. I mean, I, I, uh, I have a tenderness for, uh, for life and all of those things. But when it was like, this is the task that needs to be done. Boom. Got it. Uh, and then, and then, uh, and then came home. Here's what I'll say about that. A couple of things. One, uh, the Pacific Northwest, in addition to where you were, which I suppose is technically, The Pacific Northwest-ish, I guess, just north. Let's eh, go north. Yeah, we said just say north. Yeah. The temperature was so much better than here. Here being Utah and here being today. Yeah. The hottest it got while we were gone was 74 degrees. And when I pulled into Salt Lake last evening, it was 88 degrees at 1130 at night. And I said, no, thanks. I don't want to do this anymore. So it's the dog. Well, you know what?
1: Yes, it is. And when we were on our way back from the lake, we had to stop in Yellowknife Mm -hmm. and for the night and we were watching the news and I don't, I haven't watched the news in decades probably, Mm -hmm. but it was the Mm -hmm. only thing on and it was Canadian news. And they were Mm -hmm. talking about the heat wave going on in the Southern part of the United States. And they were talking about Phoenix and Nevada and Texas and Utah. And I was like, Mm, now reality is setting in of what I have to go home to and I don't want to.
0: Yep. It's the worst. It is the worst. Uh, To that, I will say you are invited to the Minerva Tykert exploration thing. We'll get that set. We'll actually uh, be sure that you um, follow the cultural hall on the social medias because we'll put the invitation there as well. Why not do a big group of people? That should be be awesome. Love it. In the middle of the day and people will go, what, do you guys not
1: work? Do you not have jobs? We're podcasters. We do it on our own time. Yeah.
0: yeah. So so come or whatever. Done. Uh so that is exciting. Uh I can't remember. Do you it it's soon? It's either this week I or think next so. week. So yeah, okay. I I'll figure so. it out. We'll put yeah. it on social media. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're gonna do as much news as we can stomach. We'll do it in the second half. We call it articles of news. <laughs> When you need creative, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit Lennondesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com. It's been a while since we've had a new one of these, and I apologize for that. It's because I've been so busy DJing events all over the country. Uh, but especially here in Utah, been able to do some great, uh, you know, weddings. I've done a, a prom or two for different listeners of the Cultural Hall. I love it when you uh, reach out to me at bestdjinutah.com, or uh, you can find the phone number online as well. I would love it if you say, hey, I heard about you on the Cultural Hall, because maybe, just maybe, I give a Cultural Hall discount. Uh, all sorts of events. It doesn't have to be a, a wedding. It could be a community event. Maybe it's a ward or youth activity I'm doing one of those this summer. In fact, just lock the deal down on that, uh, whatever it may be. If you need music to accompany your event, or you just need a great MC, I would love to be able to help you out. You're simply going to need to go to Best DJ in Utah. Hi, friends. Dan the Laptop Man here from PC Laptops. Our lifetime service guarantee has become the most trusted warranty in the industry. You can get a brand new PC Laptops desktop computer, and they start at only $29 a month. Check us out at PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we, in fact, do Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. Oh, there we go. You can't lose articles of news. There it is. And away we go. Uh, I'm going to let you take first article because I want to skim. Uh, in the okay. break, I sent a quick message to your friend and mine, Mr. Mayor, to see if we could get an exact time on that whole thing. And I want to make sure that we have the most up-to-date news. So go ahead. Love
1: that. Okay. So this one is tangentially Connected to the church. This is more Utah centric, but I like it. So, and since we were talking about the Arctic Circle, this all makes sense. Richie, do you like fry sauce? Of
0: course I do. Of
1: course you do. Born and raised in Utah, you would be kicked out if you didn't. Sure. So this is a fun article that's titled How a Fast Food Chain in Utah invented the best French Fry Sauce in the Country. Hmm. Um was originally started at Arctic Circle. In the mm-hmm. 1950s, by a gentleman named Don Carlos Edwards. Mm-hmm. Now, with a last name like Edwards, I'm going to guess he was named after one of. Didn't Joseph Smith have a child named Don Carlos or a uh,
0: brother? A brother, yeah.
1: Brother, yeah. So that's that's a fun little trip into church history. I so thought you said he,
0: with like Edwards, and I was like, what? Edwards oh. is a thing, but Don <laughs> Carlos,
1: short Don Carlos, definitely. So he says that he invented it, or he said he's probably um, no longer alive um, if he did this in 1950, but um, he just combined two burger condiments. And when he dipped a fry in it, he loved it and the sauce was born. But then at Stan's drive-in, which was a single location Stan in Provo that opened as an Arctic Circle franchise- They said that they invented it, so Mm -hmm. the origin story is a little bit murky, Mm -hmm. and of course, everybody in uh, all the Utah restaurants have their own version. You know, there's the crown burger version, which has relish in it, which I think is the superior fry sauce personally.
0: Interesting, I see, I'm a Puritan.
1: Oh, yeah, see. I, I will lean towards the Crown Burger version every time. But if it's not an option, the the OG is totally fine. Sure. Uh, Hire's Big H has a more uh, pinky hue to it, which means they lean more to the ketchup. And then Arctic Circle, of course, is uh, very distinctly col- colored. So um, there's your history lesson about fry sauce in Utah. And this author talks about how she lived in Utah for a year and didn't really understand it when she first got here. And then she became totally converted. See what I did there? Yeah. To fry sauce. And every time she would go over to Wyoming or Nevada, she was disappointed that she didn't have it. And then, but then she's noticed it's kind of starting to spread, but she's still, if she's in other parts of the country, she'll make her own wherever she's at, whenever she has French fries, because fry sauce is just that good.
0: Well, a and and table, end. a Utah original, they had a like a barbecue sauce mayonnaise mix, which uh, right uh was pretty delicious. Yeah. They called it we, sauce as well.
1: You know, us U- Utahns, I think we really appreciate condiments and that's, different things we can add to our food.
0: That's a fair <laughs> point. That is yeah. a fair point. I think we also just like eating because it's yes. a way that we can, uh, you know, have, yes. an, out, have an out about it. We don't get exactly. a so we get to eat.
1: Yeah, that's not in the word of wisdom at all Yeah, to eat food. We,
0: we digress.
1: Sparingly. <laughs> I, thought,
0: I thought this was an interesting uh, letter to the editor. Salt Lake Tribune is where this comes from. It's a woman that says, hey, guys, listen, the LDS Church has enough money to sustain everything that it has currently for 30 years. And uh, s- several people will quote, mm, let me think about which uh, prophet this was. Uh, who said, hey, there will come a time when you no longer have to pay tithing. Turn of century.
1: Oh, I've never heard that before. Was Uh, it uh, Lorenzo Snow?
0: Nope, it was not Lorenzo Snow. Joseph F. Smith, 1907 is uh, where this comes from. Um, And he said, we expect to see the day when we will not have to ask you for $1 of donation for any purpose because we will have tithes sufficient in the storehouse of the Lord to pay for everything that is needful for the advancement of the kingdom of God, which I think is an interesting take. So, Mm uh, as, as I have engaged and shared the uh, sort of newsworthiness about, you know, the LDS Church in Australia and their, you know, shell companies and that. And we've talked a little bit about that. The uh, LDS Church in Canada and some of the things that they had done there. And even the LDS Church here in, in the state of Utah and people who take a lot of issue with, um, did they use tithing to build the City Creek Mall? I'm not having a discussion about this, but this is what I would, would say about all of that. The principle of tithing, as I see it, is a Christian principle of recognizing God in your uh, advancement is not the word that I'm looking for, but like in your blessings. It's like, I get 100% of blessings and God asks me to give 10 back to his children, the church, whatever, Right. And so to me, and I know I've shared this before, but it's worth reiterating. To me, the principle is, I believe God gives me my increase, and in honor to God, I give 10%. Mm -hmm. It isn't to me, I give to the church because the church has to have the money. I don't believe Mm -hmm. that. I give to the church because I think the church could do better with my money than I could. I don't do it for that reason. I give to the church so that it is nothing other than other than I believe that God has sent the principle of I give you a lot and I'm Mm -hmm. asking for a little bit. And so the institution that I do that through is through the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But I would contend, gospel according to me, this isn't any sort of anything, but I would contend and feel good in my heart about it, that Mm -hmm. if I said, hey, this 10%. And whatever that number may be this year, it feels like a dollar. But whatever the ten sure. percent may be, uh, I am I am going to allot this to uh, this child organization that uh, helps with trafficking. That's something that a lot of people are talking right now because of the Sound of Freedom movie. Or uh, and then I'm going to do another twenty five percent to this. I would feel in principle, mm-hmm. and there may be some you know doctrinal issues. I don't want to get into that, but I would feel in principle of what God asks me that I would be a, air quotes, full tithe payer if I looked at that 10th, gave away that 10th sure, to help other yep. people. Now, that's not me giving you money. Hey, buddy, can I borrow $10,000? Sure, that's my tithing. Right. That's not that. I, I I don't know necessarily how to qualify it beyond that. But,
1: but you would find a reputable organization, a reputable cause where you know that that money could be doing good and isn't some sham or, you know, you're not going to give it to every GoFundMe that could potentially help somebody and may Mm -hmm. not, you know, it's, oh, I know that I know this homeless shelter in downtown does a great job with what they do and they could benefit from my money and I know that they're going to do the right thing with it.
0: Yeah, and and to clarify, because you said, "Oh, this organization is a sham." I am by in an addition, and I don't think you are as well. But just mm-hmm. to clarify, I don't think that the LDS Church is doing, you know, no. harm with my money or any. No, of not things. at all. But I think that that I I think that it is important to recognize the issue which you have.
1: Yeah, The issue
0: is not you have with paying tithing. Why do they need to keep getting more and keep getting more and keep getting more? Mm-hmm. Tithing a Christian principle. Separate. What are yeah. they doing with the money? Umbridge all day. Take it. That's fine. They should do more. Right. Why do we have such expensive this? All right. I'll have all of those right. conversations with you. But when you conflate them, have the two being part of the same argument, I drop out. That's not that it's not the thing. It is right. to me an entirely separate thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, interesting points. Interesting yeah,
0: and, points. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the explanation from the church's perspective, except that maybe they would say, Hey, listen, uh, Different proper different time, maybe to
1: well, to- yeah. And and there's no there's no time frame on what he says. Sure. You know, it could be that, hey, guys, in the millennial reign of our savior, you won't need to pay tithing. Sure. You know, or something along those lines. And and it could be maybe it's interpreted, people interpret it to say, well, they're not gonna ask for tithing, so we won't need to pay it. Or maybe it's we're not gonna need to ask but we still are going to because it because that's what god has because it's the christian principle of because it's a christian principle and and the, the really interesting thing that comes to my mind when it comes to tithing is that i had somebody bring this point up to me and i was like oh that's really interesting is that with all of the commandments that we are given you know word of wisdom, you know, all of these different things, tithing, the principle of tithing is like the only one that you can be a hundred percent on
0: mm-hmm.
1: all the time, you know, cause it, you have a quantifiable number and that's an interesting thought to me too. I don't know how it relates to what we were just talking about, but the came to my mind and that's what I do with my ADHD brain. I share it.
0: I'm telling you Adderall game changer. Game I just
1: started a few weeks changer. ago. So game
0: changer life changer what yes. news story have you megan okay
1: mix? so i told you a couple of weeks ago the last time we did news which it has been a while the last
0: time you and um I okay
1: yeah yeah so i'm gonna i have self proclaimed myself the sports reporter for the <laughs> cultural hall Good. the sports correspondent so, so we'll of, call this
0: <laughs> a lot of tough competition so i'm glad you absolutely have, you were able to do that yep
1: and, and and I think I want to call this uh, "Sporting Saints" with Megan the Mitch. How's that? Okay,
0: all right. Okay. And then we've got to have like uh, the the hit the strike of the ball with the bat, and the... we'll work on that.
1: So I'll let you handle that in post. Um... <laughs> Perfect. Thank you. So uh, this I found this article, and unfortunately, it is lacking a little bit unless I have a subscription to mm. the Idaho State Journal but there is a young man named Gavin Cornell, who is a local soccer star in Idaho somewhere that I cannot see.
0: That's a big deal.
1: Very big deal. He is heading out to serve a full-time mission for the church in Mexico. He's looking forward to that. The news might've been slow for the Idaho state journal, (laughs) but congrats to elder Cornell. I hope his mission is super successful and you know, he's a soccer star, so that'll be interesting to see how that plays out in Mexico, where it's quite a popular game, um, but exciting for him. Nonetheless, I hope he has a wonderful mission, and that's all I can actually say about that because that's all I have, um, but there is another sports story. This one is about a track and field star from BYU. Okay.
0: Um,
1: his name is Kenneth, Kenneth Rooks, and he recently became the outdoor track and field champion in steeplechase. Okay. Um steeplechase How, how is, very
0: appropriate for a right? member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day
1: Saints. Exactly. Just running from steeple to steeple it, all the time. Yeah. He doesn't have uh, to
0: run very far in Utah, which
1: surprises no.
0: me that he has such great endurance. I digress
1: Ex- Exactly. Um but he so he recently like I said he became the track and field champion in steeplechase but he did it all after a fellow competitor fell. And like kind of tripped him up and caused him to fall as well. So it says um, the runner ahead of him stutter stepped going into a hurdle and actually put his hands on the hurdle and half vaulted, half climbed over it, which caused Rooks to slam on his brakes to keep from hitting the runner. Um, But he said, if I had put my foot up, I would have kicked him in the back. Uh, While he managed to stop his feet, his upper body pitched forward over the barrier and he landed on the track hands first before going into a roll. So the interesting part about this is that he talks about how he had actually prepared for a fall. And he said in the steeplechase. You're falling all all the time because you're okay. going over hurdles. You're going over different barriers. Like you have to jump over something into like water or something like that, you know. And so he's had very your... sporty
0: of you to be like you know and things. There's and things
1: uh, and There's and you jump. Trap,
0: I think uh, <laughs> there might be I don't know kids. And
1: then and then you cross all the bases and slide into home. Sure. Um, <laughs> But he, he, he said you fall all the time, so you mm-hmm. have to prepare for it. And he said that as soon as he noticed his competitor falling, his brain immediately clicked into what he needed to do. And not only did he pick up his pace after he got up, he continued forward and he ended up winning. He said, um, it's not the first time I've fallen. If you've been, if you're in the steeplechase, you will fall. It does happen sometimes. I'm just grateful that it worked out as well as it did for me today, because most of the time it doesn't. Mm. Um, He's a return missionary. He served in Uganda and Orem during COVID-19. So he's very accustomed to adversity and planning. Um, But I just love how he talked about, like, he just prepared himself for what would happen and it happened. And that preparation paid off. And that wraps up Sporting Saints with Megan the Mitch or Saints that Sports.
0: What did I say? Uh, I love, actually, uh, you did not say Saints that Sport, but I like that better. Okay. Hey, <laughs> I'm a Saint that Sports.
1: I'll do it. We'll do it. Saints yeah. that Sport with Megan the Mitch. So I will
0: take it. I will all take right. it in a big way. Uh, cool. All right. So let us go to some uh, kind of random stories. I said, we'll talk about as many stories as we can. There is the big uh, singles celebration that's Mm -hmm. going on here in the state of Utah. Uh, Part of it is already sold out. The concert that features one Republic, Tori Kelly and Jordan Smith, moved from Lavelle Edwards Stadium in Provo to the Delta Center to, quote, better accommodate attendees, according to the Instagram page, is now sold out. Now, here's here's the thing to me. Uh, I wonder, and this is the cynic in me, admittedly, the uh, Lavelle Edwards Stadium holds like 55,000 people Oh, and the Delta Center, I like don't know, 21,000, 21, so, something far less. And yeah. I think they probably were like, this will be big. And then they were able to track it as its immediate, you know, th- thing kind of came out and they went, we do not want to do Yeah, you don't want
1: pictures way. of no seats
0: the half open, empty stadium sure and i think that sometimes you get some august weather and you yeah. could, you know very quickly go from this was supposed to be a nice night out to oh my so gosh everyone take cover yeah yeah uh, the 5k also apparently uh the young single adults uh in very good shape the 5K mm-hmm. fun run in Saratoga Springs already sold out.
1: And uh, two winners will cross the finish line, a man and a woman, and he and, will propose. And
0: they will kiss and not <laughs> know each other until then. And it will be their first kisses and they'll get married because they knew they were supposed to do that. Uh, the <laughs> Gather Together Conference at the Salt Palace on August 19th and the devotional with Elder D. Todd Christofferson on the 20th. Those tickets are still available until the 31st or until they sell out. That is the 31st of July. Uh, the price for tickets mm-hmm. to the conference decreased to twenty five dollars from I think the original was forty. Once there were no tickets left to the concert, so single folks listening to this, uh, get on it, get on it. You you don't know your uh, your future EC. I don't think people do that anymore. I don't think they call it that. Uh, the eternal. Campaign. I've never
1: heard that before, but through context clues, I figured uh-huh. it out, and
0: uh-huh. it's weird. I you mean, never for a church that now. Never. Oh really? Never.
1: But for a church that really likes their acronyms, it makes sense.
0: You've never heard how how, how wait, how old were you when you got married?
1: Twenty-one.
0: Okay, that's why. That's why you never heard that.
1: <laughs> okay. I've never were, been to a singles word.
0: Yeah, you were done and out before people would say yeah. things like, Nick uh, Nickmo and,
1: and you're for Oh, the, I know that one. Sure. I know that one. Oh, I went I to BYU Idaho. <laughs> I know Nickmo. <laughs>
0: She talks a little bit about your character in a shift that is completely different in tone. uh, This uh, story, just a tragedy. Uh, A Riverton community is mourning the loss of a dear neighbor, friend, and senior missionary. You don't often hear about senior missionaries being killed while they're serving. Um, Sister Marina Carver, or to everyone who knew her, Rena died on her birthday while serving a mission On a small South Pacific island or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Vanuatu, to be precise, and people who watch Survivor, that would be the only reason that you would know about that island. That Um, and the
1: temple that got announced.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. You might know it from that. But I guarantee you, do you know where Vanuatu is? It is because of Survivor that you even know that it exists. Uh, She and her husband were hit head-on by a car that veered into their lane. Uh, I'm just heartbroken, said Sister Connie Edwards. There are no words that can express how hard this is and how hard it's been to get that news. Sister so Edwards sad. and her husband, who are from Helper, are also uh, serving a mission for the church and are in West Virginia. That is Carver's sister-in-law that they got that quote. So she also mm-hmm. serving a mission somewhere else, reach out to her. Such an amazing person. To lose such a great person is really hard. Uh, I still can't believe it. It's unbelievable. Uh Sister Carver died on her birthday, her 59th oh. birthday. Uh, Elder so Richard sad. Carver is in a hospital in Australia with several broken bones, but is expected to recover fully. And I take issue with that. I don't think that he'll recover fully. He may physically no. recover fully, but not said,
1: emotionally, spiritually. Yep. Yep. Psychological. Just a
0: hard, just a hard thing to be able to uh, to go through. So love and care for all of those folks. Uh I got a message back from Mr. Mayor so breaking Hear news he,
1: he, me said, me me. he
0: said Monday
1: <laughs> That was that my was best breaking news that uh, sound effect. <laughs>
0: that sounds great. Uh and we're going to have to get this determined because there's going to be have to be a discussion. He said Monday, which I believe would then be the 31st of August. Uh Saturday, which I believe would be the 5th of August. Wednesday, I don't yeah, whatever. So he Mm -hmm. said Monday or Saturday. So either the 31st or the 5th, it looks like. Um, So we'll see. We'll stay tuned to be able to attend that with your favorite hosts of the Cultural Hall. What what story do you have?
1: All right. I have this really fun story that combines faith and fashion, the crossover you didn't know you needed. That's my... uh, Hyperbole that I added. Mm-hmm. Um, the Relief Society taught him how to sew. Now he's breaking into the New York City fashion world. Whoa. This is an article from about Pono Skousen. Um, he recently produced his own fashion show in New York City. Um, That's awesome. At at an LDS church building. So let's get into the story. He was uh, raised in a military family. He originally um, was a ballet dancer and worked his way up with the Miami city ballet. Then his dad got a a reassignment and that took them to California. And they offered him the option. You can either stay in Miami and keep dancing or come with us. He decided to put his dancing career on the back burner and went with his family to California, but to like a small rural town. Like it wasn't like LA or anything like that. And to kill time, he started going to relief society activities with his mom where he asked to learn how to sew, he wanted to learn how to sew. So the relief society sisters decided they were going to teach this young teenager how to sew. And he started with started small with pillowcases and whatever, and then decided he wanted to learn more. So they taught him and uh, it ended up resulting in him just like becoming so ingrained in fashion and designing and conceptualizing that he ended up uh, being able to present his designs to the Parsons School of Fashion Design, which is one of the most prestigious fashion schools in the country. Mm -hmm. And they offered him a full scholarship and he said, oh, that's great, but I really feel like I need to serve a mission. And it's funny because after he left his interview, Before he got the scholarship, he left the interview and he just ran into two LDS missionaries and was like, hey, can I uh, talk with you guys? You know, and he's been a member his whole life. He had always wanted to serve a mission, but he was kind of going back and forth like, what do I do? And he ended up shadowing the missionaries for the rest of the day and decided right then and there he was serving a mission. So he got his scholarship and he said, "Okay, that's great, but I'm going to go on a two year mission. And they said, we're only holding your uh, scholarship for a year. And Oof. he was like, oh, OK. So he decided to serve a mission. But in the meantime, he needed to make money. So he moved to Hawaii and started do like, you, do. Up, like you do. Um, he had an aunt who lived there and he got a job working in the wardrobe and costuming department for the Book of Mormon videos. Ooh. And so that really helped increase his skill level. And then he went on his mission to Brazil where he saw the outcome of his video, the videos that he worked on.
0: Oh, sure. Because Um, while he was serving, that's incredible.
1: Exactly. exactly. And then he comes back, he presents again to the new, to Parsons school, gets a bigger scholarship. And then they were like looking at his portfolio and they're like, well, what are these designs? And he's like, oh, that's the book of Mormon. That's my, you know, my faith's book of scripture. And I got to do all of this. And so now back in May, he executed a full fashion show with 20 looks and he felt like The most reasonable place to do it was at the church building in Manhattan or New York city or wherever. And his Bishop was super excited about it. He had tons of classmates show up and everything was combining faith and fashion. That's Um, incredible. So cool. There's when I, I'll send you this article so you can post it, but he's got a really cool design that he did where it's kind of avant-garde. And that when you first look at it, it looks just like a kid in a shirt and tie standing next to a bike, like a missionary, but mm-hmm. then he turned the sleeves to look like a shirt. So it's like a shirt and tie on each sleeve and all of this. Yeah. And he was like, my inspiration was the deacon's quorum who, you know, they're there and they're like, their shirts are too big and their ties are kind of funky. And, but they're so excited to do their priestly their priesthood duty, you know? And so they take it so seriously and just how his faith has opened up discussions within the fashion world Um, super faithful guy. His bishop talks about how the gospel is just 100% part of his soul. Um, Really, really cool article. His next um, streetwear collection is called skating and religion, where Hmm. it's going to combine skateboarding, fashion and streetwear and religious elements, whatever that means. Okay. There's so much in this article. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I love it. May, and yeah. maybe a great interview for the Cultural Hall. I
1: was going to say, I think you should try to reach out to him because he seems like, I mean, he's in his early 20s, you know, but he seems like a kid who has very much a good head on his shoulders and great work ethic and a really, really solid testimony that just wants to make all of his passions work together to support one another. Okay. I'm
0: in it. A, I'm, I'm, listen, yeah. I'll, I'll chase it down. Uh, you'll find. Will you do it this of- time? Uh, Listen, here's the deal. People don't know this. uh, So let me address that. People will send me, you especially, but others as well. So don't think that it's personal. uh, Hey, this would be a great interview for the cultural hall. And you're right. It would. What happens is, is I record a whole bunch and then I don't record for a while. And then I record a whole bunch. And sometimes in the interim from recording a whole bunch to not recording to recording again, I forget, oh yeah, Megan the Mitch Mitchell sent me someone that I need to (laughs) chase down or maybe it's not as pertinent at that point because, you know, something else happened and that issue has gone away or something more important would be. So there will be more interviews coming and who knows. Awesome. Uh, Love it. I I may just do that. Uh, Let's go to... This, a quick mention, uh, I thought this was amazing, this from the church newsroom, there are new organic gardens in Peru that uh, over 2,400 students will benefit from. The church is collaborating with the Warma National School Feeding Program. I don't, it, I don't know, it's like the Feeding America, but it's uh, Peru, Peru. Um, and they have collaborated to donate 34 organic gardens to schools in two provinces. And I just think it's the coolest. There's not much more to the story than that, except that this is helping people be able to learn to be self-sustaining, be able to buoy them up with, you know, delicious and nutritious foods that will better Mm -hmm. their lives and certainly benefit, you know, their kids and their kids and the kids in the community and all the stuff, be able to make a living from it. That is the kind of thing that we need to do to help people. And I just I'm here for every bit of it. uh Absolutely. let me ask you this about that. Okay. Um you have uh and this will likely happen later uh today, because uh mm-hmm. of when this is released, um, Sister Holland's funeral. So mm-hmm. she passed. Tell me a little bit about how we can watch it, uh, what to expect. Do you have that information?
1: No, but I can get it for you super fast. Uh, um, I, I
0: can sort of meander my way through this as well. Um, there is a live stream, which I think is interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Normally, we see these for uh, the prophets when they, you know, they follow the whole thing. And yep. uh, I can't remember a time that we've seen this for a spouse yeah. of an apostle. Um, I don't but know. Uh, Patricia Terry Holland was her name. She had been briefly hospitalized, passed away on the 20th of July, 81 years old. Um, Funeral services are held Friday, July 28th, which is this day as we release it in the Conference Mm -hmm. Center Theater. The public is invited to attend. Uh, The service will also be broadcast and a link be provided when available. Should we find that, we'll share it uh, from all of our social medias, so that you can check that out. But if for some reason you can't find that, I'm sure that there is this website called Google, where you can say yes. Sister Holland Funeral live stream, and you'll be able to find it. But I also anticipate, you know, that most of the stuff that they live stream from the church's YouTube channel, so probably mm-hmm. look there uh, yep. for the link to that.
1: This one was really sad for me, for her Sister to pass Holland. away. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah I hearing how lovingly elder Holland has always spoken about her. I, they just always, uh, to sound like a really cringy middle-aged woman trying to sound younger than she is. They were couples goals mm-hmm. and, um, they just seemed so, it's just so blissfully in love their whole lives. And the more, since she passed so many, uh, quotes by her have been shared on social media and I'm like, man. I wish that I had paid attention because wasn't she in the general young women's board or something that sounds accurate to me. Yeah. And so I'm like, I wish that I had known if she was speaking or paid attention when she did because she is a, like she's a spitfire and I love it. I I absolutely love it. it. Every bit of it, my favorite and you'll understand why given the topic of my my podcast, my Mm -hmm. favorite quote was a coincidence is a tiny miracle where God has chosen to remain anonymous. Mm. And I'm like, that's it. That's it right there. And so many of the things that she said about womanhood and motherhood and just, yeah, so many prayers for Elder Holland that he will be comforted and for their family. I'm very sad about it.
0: Well, and surprising too, because he, I mean, she is... Uh, nearly a decade younger than Mm him. I'm looking up right now how old Elder Holland is. Um, But also, uh, he has been in such bad health recently. Right. You know, having to take that break. Uh, When you see Holland and passing away, I actually thought Elder Holland has passed away.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Uh, And, oh no, I guess they were the same age. She she was 81, he's 82. Okay. Um, but I definitely thought that we would be hearing about him mm-hmm. uh, before her, which everyone gets weird about the morbidity of. Oh, I get and, it. Oh, all talking about the things, you know you want right. them to. No, I don't want them to. Oh, you're so terrible this year. Yeah, okay, I'm so terrible. I get it. I did that kind of- well,
1: and I and I wonder if his break, in addition to being about his own health, could have potentially been related to hers as well. Just like both of them, maybe not doing, that, not feeling at their best, and so maybe it was kind of all of those things wrapped in together that sure. allowed him to take that break in the first place, but huge, well, huge loss for him.
0: And, and she also, uh, when he got COVID, she also got COVID right. as well. Right. Um, let me see. I, I think maybe we'll end on this cause we're at about an hour's worth of time. And I like to keep these okay. articles of news as a, at about that. Do you have something pressing that you feel like, Oh man, this has to get in this episode. Okay. Then we'll no, just here. the
1: churches, the church continues to donate things and money, and it's wonderful that their humanitarian arm is continuing to expand.
0: That's and right. we're talking about it more. I think we make yes. a mention of that in every episode, but I love every Let's bit. Keep of it. doing it. Uh, we that is, we the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, we need to learn from the Arizona Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. I think we could take a lesson, okay, from, from the uh, the church. I'm listening. If you remember in an Articles of News a little while back, uh, Arizona State University, terrible Uh, parking. I think most college universities don't have enough parking, uh, just in general. I think of the University of Utah, terrible. Mm -hmm. I attended Southern Utah University. I was able to have a parking spot only because I came to school when people didn't come to school. So I never had a parking
1: But I had early morning dance classes, so I always got a good spot.
0: Yeah, I was on the radio early in the morning, so I never had to worry about it, right? Get there early, had a spot, left the spot, kept the spot, blah, blah, blah. In fact, there were several people who thought that that was my spot, and (laughs) I leaned into that rumor. Um, I would. so, So they, if you'll remember in the reporting, the Institute right adjacent to the school, they said you can have a parking pass. It's $5 to park in our parking lot, but you have to attend with some, you know, some strictness of attendance, mm-hmm. a uh, a class at the institute, and not just enroll. They actually, you know, show your face. Yeah, show your face, have attendance, whatever. Right. So, mm-hmm. so lots of people uh, attending the institute there. In fact, I think that that is uh, a, a large contributor to why their their numbers are so great at Arizona mm-hmm. State University. People yep. are doing it. I'm no dummy. You'd find a, a general Christian apl- applicable. I'm studying New Testament. You bet. Better parking. i do that. I'd do that all day yep. long. Mm-hmm. Gilbert, Arizona, which I can't help but think of what's eating Gilbert grape the way I just said Gilbert. Absolutely. Uh, Gilbert. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, Great
1: movie.
0: They, we digress. Could there be two Absolute more ADHD, ADHD people that are just like, ah, I can't not talk about that. I can't. Nope. not mention doesn't exist yeah, <laughs> yeah, staying in a bathtub overnight I can't not talk about that within that movie we really uh-huh. digress Gilbert yep, the Arizona, has uh
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm done
0: get there uh <laughs> Gilbert, Arizona inviting uh members of the church to or members of the community into their doors in the stake Center and you're thinking what is it genealogical research? Is that what they're doing? No, we do that everywhere, Richie. That couldn't possibly be the thing. Are we having an interfaith discussion? Is that what it is? Hosted at the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? No, that's not what it is. Surely it's a community theatrical event. Obviously, everyone's able to do that. No, it's a, it's a feeding of the, uh, the people that are Community. less fortunate. Is that what it is? No, it's not. It's a, it's a yard sale. It's a transference of goods you don't need to other people who might need your. No, that's not what it is. Come enjoy our air conditioning in Arizona. <laughs> it is a respite area, and I think it is the greatest.
1: I love that. I have family in Gilbert. I'll have to ask them about this.
0: If you are too hot in your home and 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 literally saving lives, are. I, I yeah. don't want to uh downplay that. If you would be a a, a senior citizen, someone who mm-hmm. would be highly affected by heat or somebody who crazy. is
1: unhoused right now. If yeah. you don't have a home, you don't want to be outside in Arizona.
0: Yeah, yeah. In the hundred and teens, come no enjoy thing. the air conditioning of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: And and when well, and I imagine that they have somebody maybe playing the organ and it's piped through the building mm-hmm. or somebody playing a recording of the Tabernacle Choir, you know, so you can hear it, great ambiance and cold bottles of water that the Relief Society has provided. And that's what I have in my head. Sure. I don't but know it, if it's
0: true. And, and what I hope, I don't think they do, but what I do hope for In my heart of hearts and my mind of minds, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I hope that you you hear that organ music. Yes. That when the door opens to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, snow, snow, (laughs) flakes of snow come billowing out of Wafting out. (laughs) And, And you're a person of principles. You've belonged to another church your entire life. And so the door is open and you're thinking, I I sure am tempted to go in there. And you look back over the Arizona landscape and you see things burning, fiery things just combusting and burning and the occasional Wilhelm scream that goes off.
1: "Ah!" But then you have a cactus who's like pointing your way in. Yes, go, go,
0: go, go. I don't think it's like that, but way to I go, Edward, Arizona. Thank you for sharing the air conditioner. And you know what? We help pay for that. So yeah, we do get in there, get in there. Well, get, And
1: you. and let's all do that. Let's all just enjoy the air conditioning together.
0: Yes. And, and tell that one lady, and we all know <laughs> that one lady who's like, I'm cold. It's I'm me Sit here by the air conditioning control. And I, I, I'm. I'm. I may not say anything to you, but I'm going to mean mug the heck out of you if you go to touch this.
1: Uh, Richie, it's me. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm the problem. You're the it's problem. You. It's you. <laughs> yes. I will be there with a blanket on my lap. Yeah, freezing. bring a blanket because you know what I can't do.
0: <laughs> I can't get cooler. I can wear exactly. a suit
1: jacket. Yep, exactly. You can only take it off so much.
0: Yeah. Hope that this. And that's episode... a good place to leave it. Hope that this episode has (laughs) nourished and strengthened your body.
1: If you're not well enough to listen this week, you'll be able to listen next week.
0: And that when the time comes, you and everyone else will be able to travel home in safety. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast will be saving a seat for you.
1: On the back row of Of the the cultural Cultural hall. Hall. Almost. (laughs) Almost. Saved me a seat. It's sure to be neat on the back row. We really gotta
0: go on the cultural hall show.